Testing one, two, three. Testing four, five, six. No. <laughs> it helps the shit out of me. No, I don't need to breathe. I just calm down. And I need to be able to project because it's not important to get. But yet, stay I'll think of something to say. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> sure. Welcome back to the It's So Weird podcast. My name is Christy, and my lovely co-host is Marcy. And today we have decided to broach the subject of Mad Kings. I'd like to also broach the word broach. Broach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this is not going to be really factual uh, to really address this topic you would have to write a book on the individuals we're going to talk about today. oh i disagree you don't have to have a book's worth of knowledge uh yeah you do and some of the um of course again i'm having a library problem either you have to buy the books outright through kindle right uh, i tried an auditory 60 minute type thing it was informative but still but did you try that thing called the library? Out? Yeah, I did try the library, but it would take me like five days to get the book. Oh. That I would have to get in the car, go pick it up. You know, real life problems. First world problems. <laughs> oh my God. So wait I got five spoiled. days to get my knowledge. And not only that, but my library doesn't carry a lot. Uh, I don't think that most of the local libraries uh, do as far as... Um, these type of, of books. Now, I think that they have a lot of Mary Higgins Clark and... Yes, they have a lot of science fiction, <laughs> um, but not a lot of nonfiction. Not a lot of historical documentation of no. individuals. And a lot of these individuals are hard to research because there's not a lot of literature... Um, that's easily accessible when you're not a college student anymore. Right. If I could yeah. sit in the library all day, I'd probably take home 60 books. Well, I did get an IU library card. Well, I might borrow it. I mean, I don't Is think it, it's not current. It's not current now, but um, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not current. Wait a second. Let, let me, you... let me uh, qualify that. I, at one time, had a IU library card. I think it was about 50 bucks for the year. Well worth it, and really laziness. Um, these lazy eyes are what really got me out of the habit of going to the IU library because I quite enjoyed it. Maybe I'll get back into that since I've been doing my Andrew Huberman eye exercises. Oh, have you? Yeah, are you still following him on Instagram? Yeah, okay. I yeah. follow like 29 people. I know. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You don't need, you don't want to clutter things. I have 13 followers, so that's Woo! a pretty good average. You know, that's, I've I looked. Yeah. If you, if you have half of the people you follow. Following so, you. Right. Yeah. And then yet I never mentioned my podcast, so that probably. That was the whole point of I know. Instagram was I know. for you to mention your podcast. I'm, just, but... I'm sitting in fear. <laughs> you know, I kind of, yeah, I want to take a moment to just talk about that. This, okay. is, this is podcast number 13 for us. No, it's 18. Shit. <laughs> I believe Look it's at 18. that. So 
you know, there's a bazillion podcasts. There's, you know, it's, it's a very crowded sort of field. And uh, going back to not mentioning it, I feel like we're still just working things out. And so I'm kind of okay. You think? The hubris. I'm kind of okay if nobody listens to it. Like maybe when we've been doing it a year. And, like, Pride at 18 <laughs> episodes. No. No. Um, no, we no. have some good stuff. We do. We do. We have some good stuff. Death and dying. Um, I think practice makes perfect. And I agree. And the setup. I agree. What did I say when I agreed to do this? I know. It's going to be a long yeah. process. It'll it'll take at least a year. And No, it'll take longer. Yes. Are you... No, thought, it's going to I take... thought we'd have it perfected in a year, but yeah, no. I think it's going to take a while. Holy crap. I need to learn how to edit. I have the same problem that these reality TV shows have when they're creating things. Mm-hmm. I get a little carried away. I go down rabbit holes. I mean, it's... That's called being passionate about something. and and having some purpose and and no it it genuinely is i mean i just think i'm nosy well curious want to know how things work want to you know try new things because you're just uh you know you you're learning this as you go completely on your own i'm of no assistance yeah it's not completely on my own but I, either way, uh, the first gentleman that we're going to talk about today is, as far as Mad Kings. and Yes, that is our topic today. We do have a madness. Madness. Mad Kings, specifically. <laughs> mad leaders. Mad leaders, yes. Well, uh, the, the first gentleman is Nebuchadnezzar II. And if anyone doesn't know about that, they can watch Ancient Aliens. Oh my god. <laughs> because there's a Stargate. And yeah. Possibly they found his body and did a DNA test. We were in there during the Iraq war. You know, the shock and awe. Do you remember that? Yes. The shock and awe of the well, Iraq war. We, we set up a base. Yes. In his Babylonian palace. Because we are badass. Like <laughs> I that. guess. I don't know, but they had to clean it up. Wow. Because we trashed How, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. How disrespectful of us. We left a basketball hoop. <laughs> that is an American. I don't know what it is. I mean, you would think oh. they, they would take that with them, but no, they didn't. No. You know, that sort of thing, um, I laugh and I joke, but at the same time, it makes it's just another reason why I'm somewhat ashamed of my country at times. Oh, and the things I wouldn't that we be do. ashamed. Oh, that's I so mean, disrespectful. Yes, yeah. you can clean up your shit. I clean up my shit. What did I do before I came here? I washed my dishes. I know. I know. So Nebuchadnezzar II uh, reigned from approximately 605 slash 604 to 562 BCE. And he's been described as the greatest king of ancient Babylon. During the period of the Neo-Babylonian Empire, which was 626 to 539 BCE. So he succeeded his father, Nabopolassar, and um, continued to 
carry on the traditions of his dad and made war. Made war. Is that how you said? Yeah, you make war. Yeah, you make war with uh, the Jewish and Assyrian people. And plowed through a little bit of Egypt, too. So he was a conqueror. 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 Like Alexander yes. the Great. Yes, he, he was very much a militaristic um, king. And he created a powerful city-state in the region. And he is considered the greatest warrior, king, and ruler in the known world. But. At that time. At that time. Yes. Yes. And let's take this all into context. So, um, being militaristic back then was not unusual. I think that's how uh, governments are. Usually. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, because he attacked the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. They included him, and this is why he's really well known, at least in, in the United States, because he's recorded in Daniel, and he is recorded as being mad. They they kind of cursed him. Well, he had a okay. Let's and, take a step and mad, back. not just angry, madness, <laughs> madness. Yes, <laughs> they cursed him with madness. <laughs> well, the, it wasn't a curse. He had a dream, and then he went to consult. Um, Jewish wise men or sages. Yes. And because he destroyed their temple. And remind us what his dream was about. His dream was about looking up into trees and birds. And then Mm. somehow an oxen came in. I have to find the exact quote, um, which I can try to find right now, but... Well, sounds good. I like trees. I like birds. Well, I've never dreamt about an oxen before. I did recently dream about a pig. Nope. A pig? No, it wasn't a pig. It was a really large raccoon. Like a Leo-sized raccoon, like a 100-pound raccoon. We were in Chicago. I I don't think that has anything to do with his dream. And And when I say we, I mean me and... Leo, my dog, and well, Logan, my dog, sit, dog that I dog sit, and um, my... You're out of control. <laughs> All right, so Nebuchadnezzar II had, he's orchestrated the so-called Babylonian exile, Babylonian captivity of the Jews following the destruction of the kingdom of Judah. So unsurprisingly, the Hebrew scribes had no love for him or his city. So why would he go to them? To analyze his dream. What an ego. Well, What a freaking ego. He, and, and to go back to the American soldiers leaving the Nebuchadnezzar temple trash. What an his ego. Palace. His palace. Tra- what an ego. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, But that's part of the madness that we're going to be talking about today. So when he destroyed the, he destroyed the temple in Jerusalem and he literally destroyed the house of God. So, um, basically. And he went to them for advice on his dream. What a fool. I think basically he went back to them to discuss his dream because he did believe in God. Like he, he had a pantheon, but he did believe in the word of God and they were the experts. 
Okay. Still very arrogant and short-sighted and stupid of the king, but go on. Well, the biggest problem is, is that when he had this dream and he went to them, they said, it is... It has been said to have driven... Wait a second. The most dramatic event for Nebuchadnezzar in this account is when a voice comes down from heaven declaring he will shortly go insane and this comes swiftly to pass. Oh! Daniel Daniel 4, 25-30. Nebuchadnezzar is said to have been driven away from among men and did eat grass like an ox and his body was wet with dew of heaven until hairs grew like the feathers of eagles and his nails like bird claws. Wow. This madness supposedly lasted for seven years, just as the voice from heaven predicted, and the king's sanity is restored and he gives praise to God. Hmm. He sounds a little bit like me from 2017 to 2019. <laughs> Like why, a little bit how I felt. Why I bring this up is he's one of the first kings that's, that I could find. That had a break. Um, that had a, a break. A, a mental <laughs> some type break. Of break. <laughs> he was having some dreams. Yeah. I don't know what he was yeah. taking. Maybe, you know what? Life can just do that to you. Like, it's possible. But they they wanted to like try to figure out. Because another king that we're going to be talking about, George Third, had porphyria. Which and, is an enzyme autoimmune disease. Right. But he didn't, it, they don't know what he had. They don't know what he had, but the only record of that is through the Hebrew text. It, of his behavior. Yes, the Old yeah. Testament. Yeah. We don't have any other record of him concerning that, that I could find. Okay. So if anybody knows where I can find that information, that would be awesome. We'd like to know. We'll we'll read and learn things, but you have to send it to us. <laughs> and although he was a very aggressive, violent man um, during his reign, he was, that city, the scientists in it, were known for the arts, intellectual pursuits, I got to drive this home. Women enjoyed equal rights with men under Nebuchadnezzar's rule. Though not completely equal in status by any modern day standards, schools and temples were plentiful and literacy, mathematics, the sciences, and craftsmanship flourished along with the toler- a tolerance of or an interest in other gods of other faiths, beliefs, and cultures. So he wasn't mad. I don't think he was mad. No. I, I just think that history wins if, if you have a record of it. And yes. Unfortunately, the history that we do have of him is in cuneiform. Do you know what cuneiform is? Is it like chloroform? No, it's a text. It's the first written text. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I had no idea. <laughs> yes, the first written text. Cuneiform. 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 So they and wrote that's why I like doing this down. podcast. I learn something new. Yeah, every yeah. Time. Do you want to see a picture cuneiform? Of cuneiform? I do. I, I believe. Do you want to get some cuneiform tattoos? No. Oh, all right. I don't want a tattoo at all. Don't do tattoos. So it's, that's what it looks like. Aw, 
That's pretty and relaxing. Isn't that nice? Cuneiform. I even like the way the word's spelled. <laughs> they are good spellers back then. Either way. Very beautiful. Cuneiform. Cuneiform is... Well, we can get into the details of it. It's a script that was used to write several languages of ancient Near East. It is no longer used, obviously. It's a dead language like Latin. It was used by the Akkadians. It's called the Akkadian cuneiform. And they wrote down everything. I mean, they wrote down everything from how much grain they had. They had a lot of laws. You know what? They're yeah. I pretty I pretty much think that they have it together. So, but but the biggest problem is, if only Nebuchadnezzar had have had a scribe. No climate change. That is a pretty big problem. <laughs> it annoys the shit out of me. No, seriously, they had a drought. I mean, he died, yeah. right? And then a couple of other kings came after him, but they had a severe drought that destroyed all their barley crops. And that was the end of the Babylonian era. You got to be able to eat. You do have to be able to eat. So they had, which is kind of ironic, they were dispersed and they were absorbed dislocated by other cultures. They well, were not able to do what the Jewish people did. Isn't that what we're supposed to do, though? I mean, with things. Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah, think that we're I, supposed I would to leave. always be, you know, together and homogenous and and. Well, if it's you a know. Sh- yeah, yeah. If you can't, get I mean, food, think about leave. our. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why a lot of people come to America. We do have food. I mean, do you even want to talk about my trip up here this morning? <laughs> well, no. Stopped no, at no, the no, donut no. shop. All right. So <laughs> the point of bringing him up is that he is one of the first Mad Kings, and he kind of is used as, what would you call it, a standard? A, sta- a standard. For being a tyrant, of making yeah. insane okay. decisions. Well, that was certainly how uh, Aggressive. history remembers him. And, and as you said, only one account. Exactly. So, so that is the brush only he got go painted with. The, the written text. Yes. And it always will be skewed. There's, it, there's always perspective. And we're going to find that out with um, the next gentleman we're going to talk about is Caligula. Have you ever heard of Caligula? See how you said it real slow to me. <laughs> it's a Roman emperor. Let's see. Let's let's find out about Caligula. Let's find out. Got to get to the Caligula information. Unfortunately. Well, I've been falling asleep to uh, Roman emperors on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. I watched that. I have not. As I said, I've been falling asleep to it, um, which I have no complaints about other than I like should watch it sometime when I'm, you know, not falling asleep. I like to fall asleep to it. I just go back to it. That's the beauty of Netflix. Well, the always... wonderful thing about my life right now is like it's only taking me like 10 or 15 minutes to fall asleep. 
And so, you know, I, I watch like 10 minutes of it and then I wake up the next day and it's like episode seven. (laughs) Didn't I suggest that to you? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, You did suggest to me. Yes, you did. I was going to say, I didn't know if you suggested that one, but you did suggest to me fall asleep to documentaries. And um, yeah, so that works. Thanks. Yeah, unfortunately, I fell asleep the other night and then woke up to the Tibetan Book of the Dead. <laughs> hello, hello. And I was, uh, you know, I was like, I don't think I need to be listen- listening to this while I'm sleeping. Well, I watched an interesting one the other night and I, I woke up and started watching it again at like two o'clock in the morning because it was on Chinese culture And uh, what caught my attention about it is it was a British guy that was extremely excited about all aspects of Chinese culture and didn't have a bad thing to say about any aspect of culture, government. It was, and it just, he was so enthusiastic. It really caught my attention. So I stayed up and watched that. They have a beautiful culture. Yes, they do. It was just, um, it was fascinating to me how extremely excited he was and optimistic and positive. And as I said, you know, even when he spoke of the government, he was very uh, congenial. And I was like, fascinating. Well, it probably wouldn't behoove him. To... Well, he probably wouldn't have been in China if he was going to say bad <laughs> things. You can do that in China. <laughs> I really... I'm pretty sure that you cannot badmouth China while you're in no, China. No, apparently not. It was, he was very enthusiastic. Uh, yeah, you have to be very enthusiastic. There's no neutrality there. No neutrality. Uh, and that's unfortunate. But it was a very good documentary. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, I, en- I enjoy watching documentaries on Chinese culture. I love their art, uh, their philosophy, obviously. Um, so... Uh, they didn't really have well, any Mad Kings. I mean, I guess we could They go took back. care of that shit. Uh, yeah, at they, the very beginning, they had a Mad yeah, King. Yeah, they had a Mad King, and they... But we're they not going to go into No, because today. I don't remember enough of it from the documentary. I believe he was the Chin Emperor. I believe he was a Chin. And he has a pyramid underneath a lot of dirt. Yes. That they won't dig they up. They will not dig that thing up. They're not it's full of mercury. That's right. He loved <laughs> mercury. Said, well, you know, and... it's very profound. It's a. I've been doing a little research on that once on again. On mercury? Of course I have. Yeah, I think it's. Huh? Um, I told you. Essential to. I've uh, never held anything in my hands quite as fascinating as a little ball of mercury. Well, I'll tell you about my theory about it later. Okay. Then I'll just sound like a nutter. Great. We'll save that for later. I can't can't wait, folks. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the madness of Caligula, Rome's cruelest emperor, Mm -hmm. question mark. Well, I don't know. I mean, he killed his own peeps. Uh, yeah, but they all killed each other. They kind of did. Like, there was a lot <laughs> what are you of... talking about? But, you know, he really, as the leader, he really in- seemed to encourage bad, backstabbing, paranoid, distrustful no. behavior. No? no? No, he he was just part of it. <laughs> his Both his mother and his brother were assassinated. Yes. Uh, she starved to death in prison and so did his brother his whole family was yeah they were in exile his his father germanicus Mm -hmm. uh was assassinated and his grandmother accused tiberius 
I believe was his name, uh, Emperor Tiberius, mm-hmm. and he killed her. Yeah. He killed her. So his grandma, his mom, his brother. And yeah, you think uh, street life is I, tough. To be honest with you, this was 37, 41 AD, and it just wasn't, um, what would you say, beneficial to be born in the Roman families, you know, the the elite. The, the, the elite, the powerful. The powerful. No, the sounds powerful rough. Patriarchal families that were royalty, basically, if you want to come down to it. You know me, it. even today, I'm still middle class all the way. <laughs> I don't think I have royal blood at all in me. No, I've no, always been I mean, a peasant. I, so. If I can choose my life, I, I, I enjoy being very middle class. I would not want to be born a king or a queen no. or a prince or a princess. Or an Instagram celebrity influencer. Oh, my gosh. How did that come in? Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Is that a difficult life? Don't you kind of do that to yourself, though? You do do that to yourself, but sometimes you make a lot of money at it. Yes. Um, yes. You know. and Well, Caligula was the great-great-grandson of Julius Caesar. I don't think we have to explain him. And left his mark by his possible madness and definitely horrific acts. And he he did some pretty horrific acts. So it, I guess in a yeah, sense, yeah, he killed both his sisters. Is this no. no, no? So no, he just killed a lot of senators. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute, and a lot of merchant class. If, if he at all felt you were treasonous or undermining his uh, I thought he killed his sisters after uh-uh. they plotted against him initially. Who nope. was that? I'm trying to think of. Oh, that's another emperor altogether. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah that's that? what I'm saying. I know. They, they. Yeah, this was bad behavior. This was how they behaved. This is how they behaved. So let's take it in context. We don't do that today. Although we've assassinated a couple of presidents, so we can't really say... We're out of the woods as far as bad behavior. But we don't do en masse. <laughs> we, Only we because we're not allowed. If we're we're going to be completely allowed. honest. We haven't evolved past this. It's just the punishment and the likelihood of getting caught yeah. now um, prohibit such behavior. Well, his, his Caligula isn't even really his real name. It's his nickname, and it means Little Boots. Little Boots. Because uh, they took a three-year-old out on campaigns. And campaigns mean violence. Yeah. Killing he's people. witnessing people killed on a daily basis. It might drive you mad. Uh, maybe, do you think? Do you could. think that's a possibility? Could, could, it, could. It, I wonder why he grew up to be such an awful person. But... Um, his father, Germanicus, was the nephew and was adopted son of Emperor Tiberius. Tiberius. No. So, Germanicus' death in 19 AD was accompanied by rumors that Tiberius had ordered him poisoned because they were political rivals. Dun, dun, dun. And Agrippina the Elder believed that Tiberius to be responsible for her husband's death publicly declaring that she would seek revenge for her deceased husband in response. Tiberius imprisoned 
Agrippina the Elder, Nero, and Drusus, and three of them perished while incarcerated. Nero and Drusus are his siblings. Mm-hmm. Because of Caligula's young age, he was spared and imprisoned and sent to live with Livia, Tiberius's mother. So, he separated from his family. It's a little trauma. <laughs> it's a little trauma <laughs> just, for you. I would just love to see how that would work out. Um, uh, there's someone yeah, coming I'm, I'm not answering. to the door. I can't believe we have to deal with this. What is that? I don't know. I don't know either. It is a white van. We're just going to let it run. I'm going to give the play-by-play. It's a white van. Um, Oh. I didn't see that coming. They come here all the time. I think it's because I have a nice yard. Because I've had people's... What? I'm not going to do that backward. Why not? Cindy. They're desperate. Obviously, she didn't even have a mask on, Marcy. She did not. I saw her full face. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her whole face. <laughs> it's like an alien. I saw, oh God, her, whole I saw her whole face. Oh, we can't edit this part out. Oh, we no. were interrupted. <laughs> oh, Wait, shit. let's explain this. We're going to come back into the podcast. I'm going to okay. edit it a little bit because we were interrupted. Talk about it's so weird. It was weird. I'm just sitting here and you have this lovely window uh, right beside me. And it's it's like a, um, you know, all the way to the floor window. And I look over and there is a woman very close to me because your front uh, steps are right there. Yeah. And not a lot of privacy. Yeah. I wasn't expecting somebody to come visiting you and they came calling. And then I wasn't expecting that you were not going to answer the door. And then you hopped up and left. <laughs> I know. I thought if. If I don't answer the door, she'll never go away. Right. And, but you went to the garage, which surprised me because it's surprised. But, but then I remember, oh, yeah, we don't want the dogs to start barking. Well, not only that, but Cause we're the making- garage is more intimidating because if you, you get open- a hammer while you're in there. <laughs> no, no, no. When you open the front door, you're kind of like Welcome. stuck there. Welcome. Yeah. And, and 
And if you open the garage door, you can go. <laughs> and they walk around. Out. I hate to say this. This is going to sound really sociopathic. I, I but they wait. have to walk around and lean in. So okay. their whole uh, sales pitch is interrupted. Ah. Or it, you know, a possible rapist would be, knifeist would be killer or I don't strangler. ever think about that. I never do either. <laughs> I, I never. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that. If I, if I think that way about the person, I will you not answer, answer the, the door. door. Wise, wise gal. I wish more women were wise like that. If it doesn't feel right, go ahead and make some noise about it. Yeah. You, you can be rude. You don't have to deal with it. <laughs> you don't have to answer the door. <laughs> you, don't. you don't have to answer your phone. You don't have to answer the door. You you yeah. have personal space and rights. Oh, yeah, I know. So that was really weird. That so was, we're going to continue pretty weird. on with Caligula. <sighs> we're uh, talking about Caligula a lot, a much and, and his childhood trauma. That childhood trauma. We haven't even begun. Right. He's um, three and his well, family is killed. It's and- 31 AD now. And Caligula was summoned to the island of to live with Tiberius. Caligula was adopted by Tiberius, his father's supposed killer. killer. Yes. <laughs> it gets worse. And the young man was forced to hide his hatred from his adopted parent. Soon Caligula and his cousin Jamelus were made equal heirs to the throne. However, what the hell's up with that, Dad? Uh, yeah, see, they Tiberius was also... Um, a little mad. <sighs> well, it's just a very cutthroat life. You know? It. He made sure that his two heirs competed yes. against each other. Yes. Where, he, he was insane. It, he threw people off cliffs. He, it, he went to Capri because the senators were pretty prudish. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to have lots of sex. Tiberius did. Yes. Um, that couldn't be done in the city because they would have thrown fits. Yes. So he said, well, I'll take my court to Capri and I'll just do whatever I want to and I'll rule Rome from here. And I can control my borders. I can mm-hmm. control whether I'm assassinated or not. And I can get my party on. And yeah, he... Forced Caligula to have sex uh, with m- multiple people. He had to acquiesce. Uh, he threw people, Tiberius threw people off cliffs when he decided they were guilty of treason. It was beautiful. I mean, this this stuff, you cannot He's- write books like this. Unlimited power. How the hell did that happen? But you can't take it out of context. He is the emperor. He has 100% power. Absolutely. Therefore, there's not a lot to be done with it. However, everybody dies. <laughs> he True did. that. He did it 37 AD. Now that's six years living with this insane pedophile. Like he had Tiberius, one more thing. He had little... Children, I'm not laughing at this, I know, but he had children and he called them his little minnows, supposedly, while they were in the pool. Meaning he would have them nip at him. 
Yeah. Yes. It's insane. Just a little bit. It's a little bit out of our norm of acceptable yeah. So maybe uh, it was acceptable back then, but I don't think so because that's why he did go to Capri. Yeah. Because I don't think that the public, the Roman public, or um, the, senators the senators would have approved. But they couldn't do anything about it. He did die. And Caligula's ally, Marco, arranged for Caligula to be named the sole emperor. And shortly thereafter, Caligula had Jamelis and Marco put to death. Thank you, Marco. I appreciate the help. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the help. Can you believe that? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Cutthroat. It's like, it's like building a secret passage and then yeah. killing all the people after what, they built it and is, the engineer yeah. and their families just to be sure. And what a sad life. I'm glad that I don't have to live that sort of life. And he became the emperor at 25 years old. And he was finally freed from being the pampered prisoner of his father's murderer. Caligula was a loved and welcomed emperor. He granted bonuses to those in the military, eliminated unfair taxes, and freed those who had been unjustly imprisoned. And that's how he became a beloved leader. Yes. Unfortunately, um, something something went wrong. Something happened in his head. Yes. Uh, A few short months after Caligula became emperor, he became seriously ill, and it was believed that he might have been poisoned. (laughs) Poisoned? Within months. Hey, yeah, well, cutthroat, I'm telling you. He did recover, but at this point, I think he really, truly just lost it. Like, I think that was the camel that broke. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lifetime, the camel, the straw (laughs) that broke the camel's back. Thank you. Uh, So he began killing those close to him or sending them to exile. But it's not like he began doing that. He started out his reign doing that. Yeah, You know, Marco, who helped him, he killed. I know, I know. You can't qualify this, can you? Like, you try to make it. He did some good things, but he sounds like he was incredibly paranoid. Well, rightfully so. So he didn't kill peasants. No. Or uh, slaves. It doesn't sound like he killed a lot of slaves, but we don't know. Right. Yeah. Because they did have slaves. Well, he then, after this illness came upon him, he declared himself as a living god. So now this this is where rulers now start to become gods. Yes. You know, that they're yeah. equated as the god. Yep. The sun king, so to speak, type situation. <sighs> Power. Yeah. He ordered the construction of a bridge between his palace and the temple of Jupiter so that he could meet with the deity. He also began appearing in public dressed as various gods and demigods such as Hercules Mercury, Venus, and Apollo. I mean, he well, was, you know. I mean, it happens. It wasn't so long ago that I was going around with feathers in my hair like I was a bird. Well, I've seen some people dress up as bunnies. Yeah, and- I mean, I I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really going to get down on somebody about the way they dress. <laughs> <laughs> they were you know? upset. 
the, you try out different looks and, and, you know, if Hercules isn't your look, you know, try Mercury, Venus, Apollo. Well, the biggest you know? problem is, is, and this is what cracks me up the most. I think he was doing some of this on purpose just to be an ass. Well, that's um, what I'm saying is, is, is like, if you can, why not? I mean, why well, not? We all a, like to get dressed it's up. It's kind of passive aggressive for yeah. him being oh, I so that. aggressive, you know, aggressive. Yeah. Uh, reportedly, he began referring to himself as a god when meeting with politicians, and he was referred to as Jupiter on occasion in public documents. Well, hello. <laughs> so he came became like Prince. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I, I, I'm just, just going to change, change my, my name, name to a symbol. <laughs> Let's do it. Now, I, I have not backed up some of these facts. This does come from a uh, website called Ancient Origins History of Famous People. So I, I did need to research a couple. Of, I, but I do, when I did some research, mm-hmm. he was doing very um, arrogant and uh, yeah, just rude. He wasn't, yeah. He He's just, the king. He could, he had... The right yeah, to do anything he, to can't, anybody. You can't really do that to senators. I mean, they do control a large part of the empire. Mm-hmm. So he was disrespecting these senators. And it doesn't go well. Because when you... You're a power, right. but so, there's a so larger power Had he behind. wanted to dress up like Hercules and venus and apollo and mercury then uh he it would have been, been fine but then, except he was going around killing people too which is great. not cool great yeah uh he then this kind of also uh caused a lot of problems he had a favorite horse yeah and so he had it is said that the emperor had such a fondness for the animal that he gave it its own house, complete with marble stall and ivory manger. Again, this is not unheard mm-hmm. of in in history of humankind. Well, he wanted <laughs> to uh, make plans to to make him a console. I, you a, know, hey, I have so, a lot of uh, intense conversations with Leo, so you know. I guess, call me crazy or mad. (laughs) Either way, as Caligula's actions became more outrageous, the people of Rome began to hate him and wished to remove him from power. At one point, Caligula declared to the Senate that he would be leaving Rome and moving to Egypt, where he would be worshipped as a living god. I love it! (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I am tired of all the responsibility. I am moving to Egypt and you will worship me as a god there. I love it. The only problem is, is he didn't have this conversation with his military. No, he was just leaving. He's a god. He doesn't need the military. They they started the plot. (laughs) They're like, no, we're not going to Egypt. No, that's it. Yes. You're done. We want you to be a leader, not a god, <laughs> and you're not leading. You're... And you're not going to Egypt because in his mind, and I do believe this is recorded by some scholars, that he would just remove himself like his Tiberius did to Capri. Mm-hmm. 
But he was going to go to Egypt. He was just going to go to Egypt and, and have that be far. his remote location. Not only that, but that's a that's another whole other country. Yeah, it's another government. Yeah. So on January twenty fourth, forty one A.D., a group of guards attacked Caligula after a sporting event. <laughs> and you know, sporting all event? of this could have been avoided had he have just made some friends, done some networking, instead of killing them all. Well, he was stabbed more than 30 times Ouch. upon his death. He was buried in a shallow grave. I need to do research on that. Uh, but his wife and daughter were also killed because they could not have right. a direct heir. No loose it, ends. No, it, she would not have been an heir, but she would well, have she, had a regent. Yeah, absolutely. And then she would have gotten married in and her child. She would have played a role yes. in the furthering and of Rome. And, and the senators couldn't You know that. what? They thought Tiberius, not nah, not a good guy. Caligula, no. Nah, yep. No. Nah, let's just kill his, the rest of his family and stop it there. Well, after his death, the Senate pushed. You know these knee-jerk reaction human beings have? They pushed to have Caligula erased from Roman history. Well, <laughs> ordering destruction of his statues. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of that uh, throughout history, not just in the United States, but well, yeah, the Buddhas in um, I forget where they were located. The Bamiyan Buddhas, mm-hmm. the huge monumental Buddhas. I believe they were in Afghanistan. Uh, they annihilated them with uh, missiles. <laughs> They're gone now. Either way, we like tearing down statues. They wanted to restore the Republic, basically. In unexpected turns of events. This is why I laugh at this so much. The people of Rome were angry and demanded revenge against those who murdered their emperor. And... So Caligula's uncle Claudius became the next Roman emperor and ordered the deaths of... I don't even know how to say this person's name, Cheria, and anyone else who was involved in Caligula's death. Because our bad, hated emperor's death must be avenged with more death. Basically. Yeah. Human beings. Be, yeah. We make no sense whatsoever. No, it no is sense. so weird. It is. It is very weird. And um, I did look up a little bit more research on him just to, to cover all bases because they like to go back in history and figure out what the heck. Well, that's how we are. Why, why did this man do this? Yes. Hopefully we do that with ourselves too. Why in the hell did I do that? Figure it out. Well, this one learn and move on scholar Mm -hmm. wrote madness of Caligula and it's on childhood problems leading to the madness of Caligula. Well, he had some. <laughs> and what they say, and I won't read all of this, but imagine being born into a world of violence, betrayal, broken family, imprisonment, and utter misery. Then imagine having to harbor such atrocities and hardships internally with no time for remorse. One could say with certainty that such internal pain could lead to a whirlwind of self-destruction and violent tendencies later in life yeah agreed i mean i i I think he was screwed from the beginning his life was pretty awful and confusing and yeah 
I don't, I don't think it's, yeah. Filled with violence and death. So that's, and, he, and he's gone down for the most part, besides, I think in the last 10 to 12 years, they're starting to kind of look. A little more closely at what he accomplished. A little bit more closely. I, I don't think they're really excusing his behavior by any right. means in these books, but I think they're looking at both sides. It, it's kind of hard to look at, though, because we look at it with modernity, and back then, that that's just what you did. Right, that, they didn't have that luxury. Yes. This, it, yes. Yeah, yeah, there was no reflection. Yes. And there's certainly, I don't think they had therapists. So, um, back and and (laughs) obviously about little Caligula. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, I'm sure that you've just figured it out. Therapist. Yeah. I kind of, it's not, I don't know. It was kind of a sad story to be honest with you. It is a sad story. Just a little bit. I mean, we all think that it would be great to rule the world except for, that's a terrible job that, you know, you're not happy. No one around you. Uh, you can't trust the people around you, nor can they trust you. I mean, it sounds miserable. Well, in one document that I read, he was not viewed by everyone in that way. The populace loved him. Like, he was very kind. Because he did good things for them. They, yes. they saw good things. But his inner circle... His inner circle was... And doesn't that make perfect sense? I mean, I don't want to psychoanalyze the guy. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you, you know, he grew up with his inner circle changing and being murdered and uh, everything. So that's what he knows, you know? Yeah. So I I don't think he should go down as completely a mad king because I don't think that's really madness for what he lived with and what he had to do, what others did. I think that's definitely mental unhealth. Well, but on other parts, not just him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, had, I mean, he had some accomplishments. I am modernity, but they thought he was mad. I mean, they, they literally thought he was losing his... You know. And maybe he did. I mean, maybe he was fine and then just like, like you said, that's draw that broke the camel's back. This well, is it. They thought maybe he had epilepsy, but they can't know that. I mean, they don't have a DNA test to... Well, and also just trauma and um, definitely can have a physical... <laughs> yeah, we... It can, we, it can we, manifest we, itself physically. Um, yeah. Aren't we supposed to read that book and then uh, report on... On uh, The Body Keeps the Score. I've yes. read it. I've been reporting. I'm reporting now. I'm living my best life <laughs> in the I'm present. Behind. You need to read your book. Well, no, it's <laughs> it's funny that you should mention that because, uh, yes, I, I um, have read it and have been practicing it and was uh, recently talking to a, um, a girlfriend that you know, had it has had a bit of trauma in her life the last couple of years. And she was like, my hair started falling out. And she was like, that's when I said, this is enough. And I said, you know, I know exactly what you mean, because I had poison ivy for two years, except it wasn't really poison ivy. I think it was my mental unhealth, because now that I feel mentally healthy, I don't itch anywhere. So you don't have rashes. I don't remember how long I had. Maybe they were hives. Um, something. Yeah. 
I don't know. My hair fell out also when both my parents were dying. Yeah. So close together. Yeah. yeah Trauma. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our, I body, our body physically <laughs> like, Holy crap. reacts to trauma and um well i put a halt to that exactly well you have to i mean that's i can't have that i i wish that i had have recognized that that was not in fact poison ivy like two years before because they just kept treating me for it but i was i mean (laughs) it was trauma once once i dealt with my trauma i don't itch anymore i also sleep at night it's nice well (laughs) i would say that it affected caligula so we're going to go on to the next. King because George. Because we can only cover so many people. I right? know. I think that we're doing great on I mean, coverage. I, I hope so. I, I just think it's very interesting. So whether others will think so, I think that King George the Third is nascent. To what we're going through right now. Yeah, it's he like went we've through some shit. Loop. Of the Constitution and uh, resizing our yeah. country. Yeah, reassessing everything. It's, well, it's, obviously we are. Yes. Whether we and, want to and, or not. And King George ruled during the American Revolution. He so did. he was forced to reassess some shit. Yes. And um, he was born June 4th, 1738. He died January 29th. 1820 if we need to remind anybody the american revolution uh, we gained independence in 1776 yes so <laughs> he years. inherited a war basically mm-hmm. um, king george ruled the british kingdom through turbulent times including the american revolutionary war after which the colonies gained independence. That would be us, the United States. We are the colonies. Thanks, 13. Christy. <laughs> Thanks. <I know. laughs> this yeah. Is, this is so, what I think mo- is most funny. He's a member of the Hanover dynasty, which ruled England for almost two centuries. George III was the king of Britain during some of the nations, blah, blah, blah. But he was a German king. He's a Hanover. German stock. Germans. Okay. Somehow Germans inherited the throne of Great Britain. So and I always thought that was unique. Unusual. I mean, I, I can tell you why, but we're, that would be a totally different podcast. We should Needless say that. to say that France, Germany, Austria, they all are related Cousins. Cousins. And and also the Russians, by the way. Distant cousins. They're further. Catherine the Great was also Germanic. I think she was from Prussia? She was. Okay. So anyway, we're not talking about her because just before we start talking. We're talking about mad kings, not mad ladies. Lady kings. I'm going to be hard pressed. I, I did look that up just to try to cover women's studies and there weren't any <laughs> there weren't a lot um well i because yeah. women aren't described as mad right if, if you want to take them down in history it's in other terms right which we can discuss in another podcast i'm not really concerned about that we're talking about george the third and he and uh 
Besides the war, he also had religious strife and changing social issues. Yeah, he did. So that was problematic. He did adopt being English and he considered himself English. So he did speak English, Mm -hmm. German, and French. So he was a polygot. Well, hello, polygot. But during the time that he reigned, he had several illnesses that went on, occurred. I believe, let me look up when his... Oh, where did I put that information? See, this is terrible. He was sick twice. He had porphyria. And porphyria is... I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah, of course I'm going to ask that because I don't know what the fuck that is. I know. I don't think I know either right now. Goodness. I know. Should I? we pause and I eat no. a donut? A donut? I love those donuts. Uh, we might have to pause because I'm I eating am a the donut. person who looks things up. You are the person who looks things up and then I just get to wander around. Indeed. And do whatever I do. You were talking earlier about hiding hands. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yes, here it is. In seventeen seventy eight, George lapsed into a month long period of violent insanity. He was restrained with a straitjacket and suffered various treatments as a crisis of rule unfolded around him. He recovered the next year and reigned for the next 12 as a newly beloved monarch and symbol of stability in the era of France's revolutionary chaos. Man, that straitjacket will straighten you right out, I guess. Yeah. George's support of England's role in the French Revolutionary Wars of the late 1790s offered early resistance against the Napoleonic juggernaut. So, he suffered a second major bout of insanity in 1804 and recovered once again, but in 1810 he slipped into his final illness. Hmm. That first one, I want to believe that... The uh, French Revolution gave him purpose and focus, and he fought back his illness. No. But who knows? No, because um, here, George's first attack of madness, actually the rare blood disordered porphyria, which causes several abdominal pain, extreme perspiration, dark red urine, yeah. and seizure-like fits. Hmm. So why they know that is because they tested a strand of his hair. Because they can do that. Isn't that great? I know. It's amazing. No, that's pretty awesome. It really is. I <laughs> mean, it's he like. he truly was. Yeah. He wasn't mad. Right. It is. He was we sick. are able to, to prove. Right. That his diagnosis was, was correct. He was sick. He was I mean, sick. You know. Not even mentally ill. Just sick. He was just sick. Well. Yeah, it's unfortunate because um, they they were pretty harsh on him. Yeah. He had tons of uh, caricature cartoons made of him. They 
they did feel sorry for him towards the end. Like they let up. Yeah. Because they, it's, this is where I think it's funny because we, we continually make fun of Biden for being old. I, I don't make fun of him for being old. Well, there's a lot of people. Who there are do. a lot of people that do. He, he is old. Yeah. But it, that's unfortunate. And I, I don't mean that to say that I'm a Biden fan. I just say in general, I don't, I don't make fun of, I don't, even no. though our last president, like I thought a lot of things, thought right, a lot of, right. thought a lot of funny right. things, I didn't say them. <laughs> Either way, they were saying yeah. them. Yes, they were saying yes, I've been hearing them. They were uh, very cruel, very I've, aggressive. I've been hearing it. And he was actually, if, why this is nascent now, this is why I wanted to really talk about it, is because they've just released... Um, multiple documents from the archive. Uh, they being England, right? Great Britain. Great just Britain released. Let's see if I can find that. It really is quite impressive. I think there's over two hundred thousand written documents alone of George III's um, correspondence. He was just misunderstood. So now <laughs> no, we can prove it. Now, we, okay, here it is. Now we'll finally get to see the American Revolution through the 350,000 documents. Wow. Yeah, I was lowballing. It wasn't. Wow. Like, so when we're dead. They're online. Yeah, when we're dead and they have our, our um, phones, do you think it's going to be like, you know, we've discovered 750 trillion documents from such and such person because are they going to consider all of this nonsense on my I don't phone know a if document? documenting everything that's on your phone i know that i can get text messages from like four or five years ago if i'm just patient how they're in my phone still i think or the cloud or something like that but i can pull them up i had to do that earlier this week i know someone challenged me and I was like, God damn it. I know this was like 2015. I'm going to find it. And I did. Well. About an hour of my time. They're now making these digital. So isn't that. Oh, are they going to be free, Christy? Let yes, me ask they you are that. Free. Yes, I can look at them. <laughs> what a relief. Though the bulk of the archive documents his reign. It also contains documents that outline the political and personal views of several British monarchs and their families between 1740 and 1837. This is a treasure trove for historians and art historians. Absolutely. I think people should start How exciting. a lot of books on King George the Third. Although we hated him. Well, yeah. <laughs> we hated yeah, him. we are we cutting ties. <laughs> we we are paying your damn taxes, Georgia boy. <laughs> because I also found this pamphlet that they ran, The Crisis, which there's a lot of similarities. Magazines that are yeah. out there called The Crisis. Huh? Which I found odd, but a British defense of American rights, 1775 to 1776. And this was the longest running weekly pamphlet series printed in the British Atlantic world during those years. And it's unusually bold, pithy language. So this is where media really started to have an impact. Yeah, it starts to 
demand it, rights of freedom of the press and and I read a couple of these. Uh-huh. Um but they're titled To the People of England and America, A Bloody Court, A Bloody Ministry, and A Bloody Parliament. We've had it. <laughs> We've had it. Give <laughs> us our rights. Right. Give us liberty or give us death. Ye conspirators against the liberties of mankind and to the officers, soldiers, and seamen. Just to name a few of these articles, or these these were uh, in, entire pamphlets. Not these just were one. entire pamphlets. Yes. Because uh, the... Number five, my favorite, February 18th, 1775. You can find this online. Resistance to tyrants and the instruments of tyranny is justifiable and warranted by all the laws of God and man. Let's go. They were rigged. Yeah. We're going to overthrow some things. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I'm not sure... People should be reading this history right now. <laughs> right now. Might be cause for incitement. I don't know. I Either uh, way, I think it's I think it's great that they have this out in digital form. Yeah, and I think it's very timely. I, and, I really do. I, yeah. I, I want to see more people reading things like this, not necessarily going out um, and and climbing our Capitol walls or busting well, out I our windows. be very protective. But you just read this. Yes, I just, um, and and then like, is that naive have a conversation. Am I being naive? I don't no. think so, no. Either way, I found it interesting that they called him a mad king for for a very long time, he's had movies. I mean, yeah, Hollywood picked it up. They even did an entire movie on him being mad. And, and I, I would really never watch why. it because he was not a sexy man. Either way, <laughs> what I did find <laughs> it's interesting is when I was doing research on him, I came across this. Oh yes. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny, considering they that look alike. They do. Yes. Yeah, so and we're looking the, at this picture. Um, you read it off. It, it says the case against an American king then and now, and the picture is um, a picture of King George with um, puckered lips, and then our um, previous. President uh, Donald J. Trump, also with puckered lips. Opposing faces. Yes, they're, they're facing one another. And um, Leslie Schillinger considers the impeachment of Donald Trump versus the indictment of George III in this article in Lit Hub. Um, I love this picture. And this was actually uh, November eighth so was that uh voting day was that is that or was a picture that the, of him on voting day um i i don't know but the article november 8th the date of that was either Ooh. either the election was the eighth or the seventh this year i cannot <laughs> yes, remember yes, so yes, yes. so was, just to give us all a point sorry, of reference i'm, I'm sorry oh was, you were asking if the picture was made then i don't yeah know, yeah know. <laughs> there we have it so <laughs> But yeah, that is that uh, there are some similarities there between the two. And I I don't know. So the 8th of November 
uh, was one week after the election. Just so you know. Well, indeed. By the calendar. I found it interesting that they would compare the George two. the third to Donald Trump. I don't know. I couldn't find the real correlation. Um, we did try to indict George Other than the these are tumultuous times and, and... I think it's reaching. They're two different types of people. Yes. I guess because we felt that King George the Third was, was our a tyrant. Enemy. Yes, to the colonies. Hmm. But you know, I I I I don't feel like Donald Trump is a tyrant. I feel like he wanted to be a. <laughs> Try to find some nice words there. <sighs> I know it, it, <laughs> this is. I guess this is where I found it a bit ridiculous because a lot of people have stated that Trump is insane or possibly. I think he's uh, delusional. I don't don't know what I mean. He's definitely a narcissist, but yeah, I I think that people have made the claim that um, he he is insane. He's certainly eccentric. He's certainly not my cup of tea as far as a human being goes. But um, I don't think he's an American king. I think president. that I think that he identifies as an well, American he, king. Fine, I think even he, before he was president, no. he probably identified as an American king, <laughs> um, being godlike, going to hold court down in Mar-a-Lago. Four years. That's all yeah. you get. Eight at best. Yes. Well, I think even um, prior to becoming president, I believe that he believed himself to be a king. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him on Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey, like in the 80s. And I had no idea. I'm, I'm a little girl in Bedford, like a teenage girl in Bedford. And here's Donald Trump. And everyone's so excited. And she's so ex- she's so excited about him. Yeah, well, and, we should never go back and, in history to see how people felt about him. I'm like, this guy is popular. a creep. He is a creep. I thought he was, well. You know, I was mystified by his uh, election. I'm not, okay, let's just say this. I'm not mystified. I understand the people who voted for him. Um, I do not. But I I do. I, I, I think that for me, a sort of a character comes into mind of people that voted for him. And some people do fall into that. And, and, and I think that, um, but it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot deeper than that. His, his particular brand of fear and hate really resonated with a um, certain group of people that he preyed upon their fear and their hatred. And, you know, and then some people just genuinely really, love that sort of bravado like they respond to it on a base level well of like i'm the best of the best and some people are just like oh yeah i believe you because you say it the loudest you know i game yes you play games on the computer yeah and the amount of aggressiveness that you find on these mmos by people is literally ridiculous really yes so i i just don't think that he's that unique. I just think he had power. Yeah. Because okay. a lot yeah. of players I've played with... Are been, very aggressive. And, and I'm not... 
I don't talk to them for very long, so they're not my friends or associates, but they do But that's also probably free. their window, their release, their outlet to be that aggressive. Right. Like the rest of their life. I think he is that aggressive yeah, but they love if his, he's awake and they do love him. <laughs> if he's awake, he's that aggressive. Um, I don't want to psychoanalyze him. I'm just curious as to how history is going to record this. As am I. I wonder if he will be nearly erased. I really do. That is that is a big fear that I have, is that um, what has happened over the last, well, really 12 years in our country. Um, we just keep erasing or, history. Or, or, or 16, you know. Um, yeah, well, things are happening so fast. I mean, you know, I, I was recently talking to my daughter and her friend um, that are 20, and talking about the tea party and they were like what like the boston tea party right. and i'm like During no King like george third n- yeah i'm like yeah. no i'm talking about the tea party oh, like movement the tea party. here in the united states yes. starting at about 2008 yes i i'm i'm or 2006 i have no idea but but well here's the thing is it came and it went and what it left us with was Donald Trump. But a lot of people have forgotten that this really didn't start with him. This really started, you know, um, before him with, I guess, you know, folks like Rush Limbaugh, who've been at it for 20, 30 years, and um, the O'Reilly guy. Yes. You know, those, those news heads that really started uh, a, a, a very, very conservative movement. And then Donald, I think, just found a way to capitalize on it yes. and, and be the king. And okay, we haven't even discussed who he's associated with, uh, but we won't go into that. I, I'm talking more directly about that painting that I still wanted to discuss. Oh, gosh, she, she and really... that is loaded. Yeah. And he's in there. Yes, he is in there. And I, I can't really forget that. I I can't. Um, Considering the rest of the people I did research on. it, But this is where I have the problem. Is it guilty by association? Well, we don't know Donald J. Trump. No, we don't. So we can't say. Exactly. But, but yeah, definitely... Um, I think that he, more than any of the others, would fall under the uh, label of Mad King. You you do think he fits in there? Absolutely. How did he leave office in a little tantrum? That's in a little freaking tantrum? Don't, no, that's that's how someone that always gets what they want and then doesn't he get what they want okay, behaves. Let's just say this: they did not go to his inauguration. Who? Uh, there were a lot of people who did not go to his inauguration. Did Joe Biden go to his inauguration? Because I, I know, know I know Barack Obama did. I'm I'm sure Joe Biden went. Like, please. He, but you know, he takes that as an insult. Please. So yeah, whatever. I, I I don't know how how many people did not go to his inauguration. It doesn't matter. This is petty. I, yes. People get back. This is this to is how doing your job. But but to the the point of King, this is this is how a spoiled brat king yes. acts. So why and do and we... so I think that he deserves that title more than any of the <laughs> other that you introduced today. They... Not mad, but spoiled brat would be more. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. I don't think he's insane. 
I, I, don't, I don't think, think that he's so. insane. No. I think that he's um, just very narcissistic and has never had to say no. And no sucks when you don't usually have to say it. When you don't usually have to not say it, but be told no. That sucks. I don't think anybody says no to him. Right. So, anywho. So, yeah, I, I found, I'm, I'm not attacking Trump or anybody who likes Trump. I found it curious that when I was doing the King George III research that I kept running across Trump. Uh-oh. Are we having technical difficulties? Oh, dear. back after some technical difficulties that's too close it's too oh my gosh i'm so loud yeah and now i'm less loud (laughs) oh i'm so sorry editing here i'm so sorry i don't mean to cause you pain you do but yeah i was just well you know all right we're back after technical difficulties i accidentally unplugged my mic sorry about that guys indeed no big deal it happens so where were we? We were ending on Trump. How yes, we, we were. might think he was insane, but I don't really think he was. No, I don't think he's insane. And I don't think he should be recorded in history as insane. And no. I certainly don't think any of his he's followers. He's just an asshole. He he's a narcissist. Yeah. I mean, because there are assholes that I like that I, you know, but I don't think but we that don't want them I would like power. him. No, not not really. No, not really. No, power is kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a bum deal. Like it's, it's a bum deal. So anyway, um, next week, I think that we're going to be talking to my friend Dana Haddon. Um, she is a high school art teacher and also single mom blogger and her blog deals with, um, giving your kids experiences versus stuff and taking them places and just really um so she's a a really really super neat lady it'll just be something fun and inspiring for us to talk about next week yeah so i think so too i'm really excited to hear from you know her perspective how her blog is doing awesome yeah yeah i like that i know blogging sound very excited Oh, uh, I really admire. Oh my goodness, it started snowing. It did. It did. So anyway, everybody have a great week this week. And um, you've been listening to Marcy and Christy at It's So Weird podcast. You can find us on Spotify, um, Apple, iTunes. Uh, help me out here. Twitch. You said Spotify. Switcher. iTunes. iTunes Google Play. Google that's, Play. That's what I was looking Ghana. for. Ghana. Ghana. 
anyway, check us out. Uh, we are also on Facebook, although I'm not on Facebook. I've been locked out. Uh, I'm not really sure why. So if there's someone that has some Facebook information, <laughs> please help me get logged back in. Although I don't really miss it. But uh, we are on Facebook and Christy can can check that. Um, or you can also email us at it's so weird 101 at gmail.com. Thanks and have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Yeah.